0: To the van life. What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we are FA Van Life.
1: Today we have a very special end of the year episode. We wanted to look back on our biggest episode of the year. What?
0: Which one was it?
1: Well it's a very interesting episode. It was called something about like a professional van builder gives his tips. Um, it's with our friend Big Logan. Oh,
0: Big Logan's the man, too.
1: Yes, and this was actually our number one played episode. It was from back in January of last year, so I don't know if it was number one because it's been available the longest, or maybe it's because Big Logan is the shit. The sheezy, my easy <laughs> Or maybe it's just because of the topic. People are interested in van builds and things like that, but anyways, this was our number one. We thought that it would be cool to kind of look back, you know, especially since this podcast is from January of last year, to see, like, 2021 to 2022 is basically what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: and just, like, seeing the growth in ourselves in the podcast as well as just in general. Like, it's kind of crazy. We went through so much in this last year that has made us who we are now today. Um, the podcast, I think, has gotten way better, just, like, a little bit more organized, and the YouTube videos have been, got like, I mean astronomically better from the beginning of the year. <laughs> um, and this is, like, before we even met Matt and Amber and the new states. You know, Yeah, is, a lot
1: has changed.
0: Before we went to Alaska. Before, before our we, van was even before built. Before we lived in Olive for the first time.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, I feel like we get these, like, very micro views of the world and the day and, like, your to-do list and, like, trying to get stuff done every single day. And I think that end of the year or the beginning of the year is a good time to, like look back and see like oh my gosh all those little to-dos all those everything that we worked on all the hard work that we've put in yeah. you know we're in a very different place 12 months later
0: yeah and for the people that don't know us that are listening to the podcast for the first time this is our second van so we actually have been traveling in a few days we'll be traveling for two years yeah it's our two-year van anniversary. van two years coming up on the 27th, I can't believe it. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, From going from getting in the first van to now, our point of view even of the lifestyle has changed so much, like dramatically. And not in a bad way at all, mostly in a great way. And I think our lives have improved so much in a great way. Our sense of purpose, our sense of, you know, direction just feels so much better than how it felt when we first got in the van.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think, too, like, even, you know, two-year anniversary. but we were really dreaming about van life for a whole year before that. Yeah. So, like, van life has been part of our, you know, thoughts and mental, you know, energy for basically three years now. Pretty much three Maybe three, three years. and a half.
0: We didn't, the unfortunate event that happened is we didn't start F&A Van Life until almost four months into our travels.
1: Right. You know. Well, so we both had our own YouTube channels before we came to this. And then we were traveling and we were both trying to make videos for our own channels. And then, you know, we just kind of realized like we were wasting energy, wasting time. You know, why are we making kind of the same stuff for two different channels when we should just be working together?
0: Yeah, we should be building this brand together that we are creating and and trying to make some more structure in our lives that we're... Fairly structured, but also very chaotic at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think that first year in the van was a really big learning curve. There was so much that we just like didn't know, so much we weren't comfortable with. You know, just meeting new people, and like basically everything was kind of a new experience.
0: And it's also pre-pandemic, too, at this point. So just life in general changed while we were on the road, too, as well. Yeah. And we're fortunate to have lived this lifestyle Throughout this whole time. And continue to be able to live it now. Even after everything has happened. You know. Um, I shouldn't even say after. We're still in the midst of everything. But like the fact of the matter is. Is that we have been very very fortunate. To have the opportunity. To be able to travel. Live in the country that we live. Just all the things. Like check off all the boxes. Because we are. We just feel that lucky and that grateful.
1: Mm -hmm. So 12 months ago. We were in Florida. We were building out our second van. So we were technically kind of, I don't want to say homeless at the point, but like our original home that we built was sold. And so now we were living in Frank's mom's guest room. And
0: at that point, we just got back from Canada visiting your parents. Yeah, we spent a whole
1: month in Canada. We spent
0: a whole month there. Basically
1: in lockdown. Yeah, in
0: lockdown, we got out for like one day pretty much and then had to go back into lockdown and live in the basement. But during that time, we started really getting engaged in the podcast and like doing all different interviews with all different people that are living the nomadic lifestyle and creating this podcast that we have today.
1: Mm -hmm. And the podcast has had a couple of evolutions too. Like we first started um, in your sister's kitchen when we were in quarantine there (laughs) And we filmed or recorded the first number of episodes just Frankie and I talking about kind of like the chapters of the book that we wrote, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like each aspect of the build. So the first number of episodes is just us talking about you know, how to build out a van, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, well, we should get some other people on the show.
0: And I think during that time we probably should have been promoting the book, but we didn't realize that I don't
1: even, I don't even know if the book was out at that time. I don't point. think it was. Yeah. But what I'm
0: saying is like we all the information that you hear on here is like way deep into detail in the book.
1: Right. You
0: know, so if you're ever thinking about building that might be a good avenue to access so you could get all the correct information like A through Z about van life. Well, and two, and if
1: you're just listening to those podcast episodes, I haven't even listened to those since we made them. I yeah. have no idea. Like, I'm sure the information is good, but I'm sure it's not as thorough. And it's probably changed a little bit, even
0: sure. And we try to, we always try to represent and share that with you guys whenever something comes up. Is you know, this has evolved for us in this lifestyle, or the fact that more people are doing it now. This has evolved because of that. You know, we we try to really. Cover everything all the time. Um, yeah, just so we could give you guys as much information as possible uh, to help you on your journey if you're going to jump into the lifestyle.
1: Well, as we're learning, we want to share that learning, you know, and hopefully, maybe stop people from making some mistakes or help people avoid, you know, buying things they don't need to buy.
0: I will say sometimes you just got to make the mistake yourself (laughs) and then you realize, oh, okay, that's why F&A said that.
1: Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so then we started inviting people onto the show and we were doing them as live YouTube interviews. So it was good, but it was also a little bit weird because there would be like, moments where we would talk about, like, you know, questions people asking in the chat, or we would be, like, shouting people out in the chat, or, like... And then we would have to go back and, like, edit that audio to kind of be more like a podcast. Yeah. So it was, like... It was, like... Like, we're, like, the people on the podcast don't care that, like, Superstar 49, like, high-five the... Exactly. Like, nobody on the podcast cares. Well, and the interesting part, though, is it was, like, a very
0: interactive, inclusive podcast with the, you know, the people listening at the same time as we're doing the live. Right. So it was a kind of a cool concept, but something that wasn't going to last if you're a new listener. I
1: feel well, like. and also it became kind of like a scheduling headache because it was like, you know, we're only going live kind of in the evenings on these certain days. Uh-huh. So like, you're not going to go live at like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. So we we're like, okay, let's just like record the podcast without having them live So then we can record them whenever. Like the other day, we literally recorded three podcasts in a row, like three interviews in a row, while we sat and like siphoned some Starbucks Wi-Fi. Yeah. But like, so we did three in a row, and then we'll do the intros and outros, you know, closer to the date. So those are like more, you know, up to date on what's happening. Yeah. But I feel like it just makes our lives easier, because now we can kind of like schedule the podcast whenever we want to sit down with these people when it's convenient for them instead of like when it's convenient for an audience yeah and then have more of an intimate conversation i think as well
0: for sure for sure
1: i think people are like afraid of being live
0: yes they are yeah
1: like i think what we found with most of the live streams is that after we would end the live stream and we would keep chatting with the guest
0: They're like, oh, I was so nervous.
1: And then that was the best. And then we would just keep chatting and shooting, you know, the shit. That's where you got, like, all the good parts. Yeah, and that's when they would, like, open up. And that's when they would be, you know, more loose in themselves. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, okay, well, why are we, you know, putting them on the spot even? Yeah. Because, like, you know, you and me are fine being live and stuff. Well,
0: we're just used to making videos, too. So it's a lot easier for us than people that don't necessarily do it all.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just really interesting to kind of... You know, think back 12 months ago, you know, we were in the middle of the build, we were stressed out, we were, you know, just kind of overworked at every end we were trying to make the podcast happen um i feel like the podcast has kind of gone through ebbs and flows right like we first started just us and then we dropped it for a little while and kind of forgot about it got busy on the road and then we looked back and we were like oh my god people are actually listening to this like we should keep making episodes We saw
0: like a couple hundred views on on the different podcasts and i guess it was you know not that many people making van life related podcasts so that's why we were getting some views i guess and also, the information at hand was pretty good information, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, hopefully helpful. So then we kick-started it again, but then kind got bogged down in the build and then kind of gave up on the podcast for a little while again and then picked it up. So that's why we're only on, you know, our 50-something episode when we've already been doing the podcast for at least a year and a half. Yeah. So we are committed to keeping it up for the new year, doing one episode a week, Um, We've had a lot of really great feedback from you guys that you love the show, that you love the information, that, you know, it's been very helpful for so many people on Mm -hmm. their van life journey, whether they're, you know, just starting out or they're in the lifestyle already. Um, And so it's great to hear that. And we want to keep giving you guys you know, stuff that you find valuable and interesting.
0: Yeah, and if you guys know anybody out there that's trying to jump into the lifestyle, make sure to share the podcast with them and let them know that this is where you found some good, credible information. And we're more than happy to, to you know reach out to us and give you more information through Instagram if you need it.
1: Yeah, and if you have a cool story that you'd like to share with us, we would love to share your story on the podcast. We're always open to having guests of any kind you know if you're living on the road and you have a story that you want to share we're happy to be the platform to kind of give you a voice as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you guys know where to reach us. We're at FNA Van Life on all the social medias. And then just FNA Van Life at gmail.com if you ever want to drop us a line. And if you want to just spread some holiday cheer and give the podcast a five-star review wherever you listen to it and write a little review, you could be our reviewer of the week. Yeah, reviewer of the week. <laughs> I don't think we have one
0: for this week. No. <laughs> But that's because, you know, it is Christmas time, we're trying to enjoy ourselves as well It's Christmas Eve right now, and, you know, we're doing a podcast But it's all good, you know, it's just part of what we do It's what we like to do too, and that's the reason why we are are doing it on Christmas Eve You Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) But we're going to jump into this podcast. It's been our number one podcast this year. It's with Big Logan. He's the man of Mountaineer Van Works. And uh, actually, just recently, we had some people reach out that watch our channel that told us that Logan, Big Logan, is building their van and actually just finishing up right now. And they're going to be hitting the road soon, too.
1: Yeah. Logan just built them a beautiful van called Roxy. He just put out the van tour for that. So be sure to check it out. We'll link it down below. And we're excited to share this. Um, When I first heard this podcast back, I was like, oh man, we sound tired. Uh,
0: We probably (laughs) were from building.
1: (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy it. Please don't fall asleep. And we will see you on the other side. Today we have a special guest. His name is Big Logan. He has a YouTube channel um, that we really admire because he is a van builder.
0: Yeah, and the van that he built most recently was... Really a wonderful build, and it was called Peggy, and he's already sold it off, and he's going to be working on another build soon, hopefully. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's
1: like. Yeah, so it's interesting because he's actually somebody who's building vans to flip them or like making a business out of building vans. Mm -hmm. And if you can hear something weird, it's Paco licking himself
0: a lot. I'll try to stop him. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't know who Paco is, he's our little dog that we adopted about seven months ago and he's an amazing little creature
1: yeah his snaggletooth is famous on our youtube channel <laughs> yeah.
0: and if you guys don't know that you guys could go check us out on youtube at fna van life really easy to find our videos there
1: yeah so let's give a quick update of what we are and where we're doing
0: yeah, right now. Wait, we're, that
1: did not make no sense.
0: <laughs> what we are and where we're doing. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. It's all good. I think they knew what we meant, though. Yeah. So, um, Where we are is we're in Sarasota, Florida right now, and we are working on our new van build, and Alex just released a book today.
1: Oh my gosh, I did, yeah. So uh, if you guys are interested in all things van life, it's a practical guide taking you from... You know, dreaming about van life Planning for it What you need to do to build out your van And then all the practicalities Of actually living on the road And it's a really cool All-encompassing guide I think it's kind of funny While also being informative Yeah,
0: that's what it's all about That's who our personality is I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're funny while informative We're trying to bring things in a lighter way To make it just feel fun, you know
1: Yeah, so we'll put a link to the book Down below in the podcast Notes. It's only available on Amazon Kindle, um, and I should probably look at other places where I could release it as a Kindle book. Um, but I'll figure that out in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll figure that all out. But yeah, so so right now we are in Sarasota, Florida, and we're building out our new rig. And we actually just. Put down a subfloor. It took us two times to have to do it. So hopefully. Oh my goodness. So this is what we're learning
1: about van building is that everything is more complicated than you thought. And often things don't work out exactly the way you thought either.
0: I think the other thing is we're not building this van exactly how we build the other one. We're using different. Uh. Techniques, techniques and
1: materials and the reason
0: why we're using these different techniques is because we don't want to like drill into the van yeah so last time
1: when we built our subfloor we literally took two by threes and drilled them straight into the base of the van which yeah. was super sturdy but mm-hmm. every time you make a new hole in your van you're inviting opportunity for more rust and
0: moisture in general too you know so keeping that moisture out is kind of key you know at when you cut into the van, so you definitely got to make sure that you prep the surface area after and clean it up. but you guys can find more about that on our actual YouTube channel,
1: yeah, on our weekly vlogs, but yeah, so we are just kind of exhausted building um, you know this is our full time job right now is building this van, so we 're literally All day, every day, working on the van. No weekends. (laughs) Even
0: when we're sleeping, we're dreaming about the van. It's kind of crazy.
1: So building a van is a whole lot of work. Um, You know, you see the beautiful Instagram photos, and that's all... You know, good and well, but it it takes a a long time
0: just to get to one of those places and take those wonderful pictures. I mean, listen, van life is the best life that we've ever lived. And that's why we're building another rig and we're getting ourselves back out there because it's it's really, truly just an amazing way to live life and meet different people and just experience What's in your own backyard? Because most people don't go more than 30 miles away from their house.
1: Mm -hmm. So these next couple of months, we are going to be stationary working on the van build. Um, But we have a lot to look forward to. And maybe we'll be meeting Big Logan when we hit the road. Yeah, it'd
0: be amazing. Uh, We've talked with him about staying in touch and, you know, hanging out and, you know, just... I don't know, grabbing grabbing some high-quality H2O together.
1: (laughs) So last week on the vlog, we talked about making money on the road. And so this isn't necessarily a way to make money on the road, but flipping vans right now is a very profitable business.
0: It's like flipping a house, but in a niche market right now.
1: Right, and it's a way lower input so rather than having to buy a house that's, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars, probably I'm sure more close to two, three, four, depending where you are. Yeah. Um, you can get into a van for probably max fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and
0: if you actually could build it out yourself too, on top of that, you could then sell the van for like thirty to fifty K more than what you're into it for.
1: Right. So Big Logan seems to have it all figured out. His original intention with the van was to you know, do van life and travel. Um, Some things in his life changed during the building of the van, which then made him, you know, rethink life on the road. And, you know, he was going to be doing it with his significant other. And then that, you know, wasn't going to be the case anymore. So, you know, plans change. And I think, too, what I'm realizing now that we're on our second build is that I love our first build, But there was a lot of things that we didn't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, our van was built really well and it it lasted us the whole time as well as it had most of the things right. I feel like like Mm. we did a lot right. But there's definitely quite a few things that we want to change.
1: Yeah, there's certainly room for improvement. And now that we've lived on the road for over a year and we know what we like and we know how we live.
0: At least we think we know what we like (laughs) and we, we definitely know how we live. So the space should be more user friendly in that sense. But who knows? We might be like, man, we need to change our build again.
1: Who knows, dude? I feel like, you know, we've but, already changed our floor three
0: times. So. But, yeah, but I think we figured out, like, our sweet spot where uh, we're, getting, we're getting back in the flow of the building.
1: Yeah. So let's get into this chat with Logan. We're going to talk all things van build. Um, he's a really smart builder, and he's, you know, somebody that I would trust with any question that I had with a van build.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, we definitely hit him up for different questions. And, <laughs> and we actually watched a couple of his videos just to try to figure out more about how to specifically work inside of ProMaster. Because yeah. that's what we're building out, and that's what he built out. So I
1: actually looked up, I was like... Big Logan sub floor. Like, yeah. how do I do this? Because we fudged it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's OK to get yourself out there and reach out and see these different ideas because it just makes your idea that much better if you could add to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's get into this chat with Big Logan.
2: How's it going?
1: Good. Very how are you good. doing tonight?
2: Super duper, man. Can't complain. If I, I'm finer than frog hair split three ways right now.
1: <laughs> I like it, awesome. I like it. <laughs> hey, how's your new man cave working out?
2: It's going good. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of upfitting and renovations on the channel. So, yeah, we build uh, the theme of the channel, create, build, explore and laugh and have fun all along the way. So we do a little bit. That's kind of a variety show. So really appreciate you guys. F&A Van Life, huge fan of you guys like before i started my youtube channel you guys were a big inspiration uh to me and uh just want to give you guys a shout out and definitely thank you for having me on uh, the stream tonight
0: thank you so much man i'm getting some goosebumps right now I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome you know it's crazy to hear that we yeah. you know you've been watching us and all these other people that we're doing these chats with they're all watching us and because we have no idea sometimes who's actually out there watching us and we come yeah. across your guys videos and we absolutely love them and that's why we invite you guys on the show you know because i think it's it's all about just a uh, community and just showing who else is out there and what we're all out yeah. here doing and I, what i love is we're all out here having fun man
2: yes yeah absolutely if if you weren't having fun, it would feel like work. So let's, oh, yeah. let's have fun and let's do it all in one time. So absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yes, sir.
0: Um, I, I do like the fact that you guys uh you and your it looks like you and your buddies were building out the man cave just recently
2: too. Yeah, yeah. We just launched that one. It's it's ranking um top video as far as you know, when you get our uh analytics back as creators, it's it's a top grossing video. And I thought the Vantor video would be that number one. Well, the past couple videos I've made, they just keep topping out each other. So it's it's been fun. But, yeah, we do um, DIY garage-type renovation where we we do a budget-focused um, but really cool and slick uh, clean finish um, garage workbench builds and stuff just to really uh, tune in. I help my family with uh, renovating the garage space with storage and some of the other stuff along the finer details of doing van builds. So, you know, it's it's a application of practicing building and creating and problem solving with that one in mind is a budget. So it's it's really fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For those who are watching that are coming over from y'all side, check out Big Logan channel on, on the uh, man cave uh, content for sure.
0: I love your channel, man. I think it's absolutely hilarious, Thank as well as I learn something from it every single time. The
2: thanks.
0: crazy part was, is I was watching the Vantor or even before the when you were doing the shower. Um, yeah. And we were actually doing the same shower in this new build. And yeah. it was just so interesting to see you do it and make it work with like Flex Seal and whatnot, you know.
2: And yeah. I, I thought
0: it was absolutely incredible to watch that. And it gave me hope that I could do it something similar like that. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, so the the shower was a focus, again, on budget. I wanted to kind of think outside the box. A lot of people said, why don't you do a drop-in fiberglass pan? And the immediate answer to that, and I introduced it at the, at the beginning of the video, um, was that this is a custom shower pan, a custom dimension. I can't order something off the shelf for this. Mm-hmm. Um, next time around, maybe a fiberglass, custom fiberglass mold. But Flex Seal, I've seen people test these in their RVs, uh, do a year-long in-review test up on their RV roofs, coating mm-hmm. the entire top of their camper, exposed mm-hmm. to UV rays, water, obviously, stale uh, <laughs> hail, storm, and ice, everything, and it's they just scrub it with warm soapy water, and it becomes a brilliant finish again. So I had to put that to the test and say, let's do. The very own and first uh, shower pan with Flex Seal with cheap plywood, right? It, the budget was probably about forty-five dollars to build that shower that's pan. Because I feel like a
1: shower pan in itself can cost a pretty penny, and then building everything around it, and so the whole setup can really rack up. Actually.
2: Yeah, you can paint on that flex seal to go up high. So you're almost even if you want to do a full on built in. Right. I do. I did a convertible uh, shower system. But if you wanted to keep continuing that up the wall. Right. And box yourself in. It's very popular to do a a walk in shower toilet combo. Um, Yeah, it just it just made sense. It was thirty dollars for the flex seal for a quart. That was two liberal coats of it. And. That stuff should last for years. So could you yeah, make
1: a bathtub sure. out of it? Debbie wants to you know. Could I, I <laughs> mean people
2: feel like as a, as seen on TV, right? They like they uh, build a screen bottom boat out of it. Um, people say long term. What about the peeling? Um, the peeling I could see from a differential in pressure. Uh, you put your weight on it, mm-hmm. and there's flexation with your load. Well, this thing was built with quarter inch plywood right Mm -hmm. on top of the laminate flooring, right? The first thing us van lifers do when we build a van is put our subfloor down Mm -hmm. and then possibly our final finish of whatever ornately we want on our floor. So this goes right on top of that. You're standing dead flat on your subfloor. So there there really is no possibility of any flexation there. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of people are asking about that with road vibrations. The other thing about road vibrations is, Flex Seal is a urethane. Urethane is like what balloons are made out of. It's a stretchy Mm -hmm. rubber, highly elastane uh, as far as chemical properties go. And I don't want to toot my horn. I'm a mechanical engineer by degree, and I have a little background in this. And I I wanted, even with that, I could have bought expensive product, but I wanted to put some of that science to the test and save people money, right? Like we can paint up our whole, instead of buying a cut or say doing even as, as as convenient and aesthetic as it is, peel and stick backsplash, um, which is really popular for vans, or doing a flex grout, flexible grout and tile, the weight savings and the cost savings alone would justify trying Flex Seal, at least for a year or two. And if you don't heavily use that indoors and you use your outdoor shower, weigh the differences in costs there, yeah.
0: Well, actually, the, one of the next videos we're going to be putting out is like how to build your van on a budget, like how to save money, right? So this is one of the perfect ideas yeah. on how to save money in a big way. That's, you're, you're talking a couple hundred dollars. You know, you're, not, you're, not talking, you're not talking about 20 bucks. You're talking a few hundred bucks when you do something like this. Yeah.
1: You've only built out one van so far, right? So you're working on your second or you're about to get into that second one. Did you build the first one with the intention of flipping it?
2: Yes and no. So, um, ultimately, the idea was to become a a van lifer and explore the nomadic nomadic lifestyle and and really branch out into being a digital nomad. Um, Quickly, I learned that my aptitude and skill set, not only in my past career experience uh, being in technical sales and, uh, like I said, as an engineer, um, I really saw this as a business opportunity too. So, selfishly um, in the future, I am definitely going to uh, partake in being a van lifer. But this first one helped me uh, selfishly and unselflessly. I had to sell the first one to get Mountaineer Van Work started. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, because I couldn't handle um, the expense of keeping that. And then trying to build another one to start. selling. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it backwards where I, I might have to prove the business model and sell one or two or three first, um, and then become my own type of identity and road test and, and be a van lifer. So it's, it was a dream of mine from the start. Selfishly, I wanted to build that van to keep it, um, but as, as it transformed, and uh, very, very awesome buyers who bought the van, they got a van that I poured my heart into. Um, that again, I was selfishly wanting to build as my own, but um, seeing uh the return on that investment and the time investment and all the skills that I learned, it was a no brainer to build another one or two or three. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are going into a Pro Master now, and from a Mercedes, you know. People say, oh, you've done a van before. What's the difference between doing a different van? Well, it's actually night and day difference when you switch the chassis. Oh, yeah. It's starting over other than the fact that you may have a better refined idea of your layout because you've been in them. Um, So a takeaway for me as a builder now, I'm identifying as a builder, right, Um, is, is that I have those templates. I have experience and I can streamline and keep the quality just as high. So I am, I'm really excited about building more and eventually want one for myself for sure. The ProMaster was the choice of build right out the gate for me. Um, not only because it's cost effective, I bought brand new. I, I honestly think that I'll always buy uh, brand new well, especially
1: um, if you're looking to turn around and flip them, too, because then it gives the buyer a lot of peace of mind in terms of, yeah. like, I think your last van had only a 1,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really amazing to be it like... Had,
2: oh. It had 992 until I drove it to do the van tour video and drove it back home. So I was wanting to post it under a 1,000, but um, yeah, and... I, I in the OEM the factory warranty, which 70 Savage, which you guys did a live stream with. Yep, yep. Huge fan. I drew huge inspiration from Seven O Savage. That should not go unrecognized, by anybody who's watching right now, um I I was uh completely um influenced by YouTube to even start building these things. I even salivate about the idea or imagine the idea of living on the road in a and, and not a RV, but uh, more of a smaller, you know, a Class B DIY mm-hmm. uh, tiny home. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the, the new van, um, yeah, it, it'll carry over the factory warranty, just like 70 Savage said. You know, we do light touches on the electrical system. And other than that, it's no different than a craftsman doing an upfit in that space to build out shelves. I mean, what I mean. We're doing fancy shelves. We're doing cabinets. We're doing sinks. We're doing countertops, beds. But yep. that's no. That's absolutely no different than in uh, a craftsman doing shelving for a plumbing company or an HVAC company per se. Yeah. So the factory warranty um, always resides there as long as your OEM you know carries that through. So
0: yeah, as long as you don't go underneath that hood and start changing stuff
2: underneath yeah, that, like, Right. right. Put a turbo camera. on a twin turbo or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to cut my teeth into at least one more van uh, being a build to sell format where I invest in the van, uh, follow that vision and then sell. Um, But very, very soon Mountaineer Van Works is going to grow into a custom client van building business where we are going to take in clients and design from the ground up, whether they are Ford Transit, uh, Mercedes Sprinter or Ram Promaster. Um, or anything European that they can bring into the U.S., uh, we will we will try to custom upfit that for them um, with a little bit more tenure on my side. So I'm trying to pace myself and, and not overcommit right now.
1: You're not like taking orders from people. You're basically just building and then whatever you build is what you sell. But so how do you decide like your budget in terms of materials um, for what you're going to put into the van knowing that you're going to sell it?
2: So, a couple of big budget items um, for custom van upfitting is definitely the battery bank. We, you know, we if we want to go off grid, we want a substantial battery bank, and we wanted a premium battery bank. And when we're talking that, we're talking the difference between absorbed glass mat (AGM) or gel versus the big one, lithium. Mm-hmm. So, what we're doing there is swinging the price range uh, between. Um, $1,000 or $500 to $4,000. So that's a big budget swing. That's a big decision you have to make right out the gate. Solar is cheap, $100 per 100 watts, um, basically. And um, plumbing kind of falls in line. I, I actually did a flexible tube um, versus PEX. I found it a lot more usable and way more flexible versus a PEX line and not having to do any 90 degree uh, elbows. I don't know if you guys saw the the plumbing build series on that. Um, I did barb fittings and premium stainless hoses. And those uh, flex tubes are rated at like 120 PSI. It might be 90 PSI. Don't quote me on that. That is absurdly larger than anything that pump can ever output for a twelve volt uh, marine pump. And so, some people are saying, "Well, why don't you do PEX?" And quite frankly, it was more of a preference there. But uh, definitely, battery bank. Battery bank always comes up, um, and then putting an air conditioning unit on. If you want to pull from shore power, um, we want to. We want to see. You know, are we going to run an air conditioning unit? Um, one thing as far as budget goes, again, we all know that the budget needs to be spent on the refrigerator. So a DC premium refrigerator versus a dorm fridge for a hundred to 150, $200 of a dorm fridge. I would recommend anybody, and you guys probably know this by now, don't, don't spend that money there. Spend good money on your refrigerator on a DC marine grade catch latch uh high efficiency yacht style fridge so for materials alone will range on future builds between uh, about twelve thousand and twenty thousand dollars depending on features Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah. i think we're finding that right now too while we're going through our van build and like deciding okay do we want to spend five hundred dollars on a fridge or do we want to spend a thousand dollars on a fridge Mm -hmm. do we want to you know get the really expensive brand name or can we find something that's a little bit off brand and so for us because it's going to be our van you know brand name doesn't matter so much for us as long Mm -hmm. as like the quality is there but i would think if you're trying to resell it that the brand name would almost be super important because people are looking for that as like a standard of quality yep
2: so I, I did it both, right, guys? I wanted to find the cheapest possible DC fridge um, that had good reviews. Yep. Those were mostly the uh, chest style, right? Um, I think uh, it was at Arctic or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a chest style fridge, right? It's a DC fridge. I think you're under $500 there for a pretty decent size. Um, High, 40 quart? Yeah, I think it was about 40 and... The I bought isotherm, right? So I'm one of the guys who went with the name brand, the big brand, but I also got a giant fridge. It was a 4.6 cubic foot, um, isotherm Cruise Elegance 130 fridge to put in there. That was the main emphasis for the build, though. The, almost the rest of the build kind of was built around uh, the fridge itself. So, um, if you want a stand up fridge, I would definitely lean towards isotherm um if you're if you want to do a chest style again um there's definitely other options out there you don't have to go with arb or uh you know some of the bigger brands there's definitely other ones out there as far as chest style goes
1: yeah we have ice co and we we really like it we've got it plugged into the house here basically the whole time we've been building here because the fridge is already super full and we have our own stuff that we like Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah we have our ice co going and it's honestly been really awesome so no complaints on that and then h- almost half the price of like the yeah. domestic or something like that and i think yeah. for me preference uh i
0: i go with the the chest style fridge because it takes yeah. up less space in the build and you could always make it like slide in and out in some type of way yeah. uh, that way it's hidden as well um and you could also make it as like another countertop where a stand-up mm-hmm. fridge can never be a countertop, you know. It's always yeah. going to be built into the framing of like the woodwork or something like that. Uh, yeah. I definitely agree with you. DC is definitely the better way to go. You're not having to, you know, uh, go up in voltage and lose some type of, you know, right. voltage there. So DC is definitely the best way to go for sure.
1: One of our users really loves 8020. Um, I'm wondering mm-hmm. how you found working with that. Did you have to get special tools in order to cutter it? And like, would you choose, like especially building for other people, would you choose 8020 or wood or things like that?
2: Yeah, so um, I did a sliding king bed, slat bed style, right? When we put our, anybody who wants to know about a slat style couch or, or chair or bed, everybody goes like this to explain how it works. Yeah. Right? It's like, it goes like this. So you transform in a horizontal uh, plane, no extra space, but when you slide out, you gain all that, right? And I did that with two by fours for the last build. Well, that was very heavy. Um, it, it was a little bit heavier, but the the weight budget uh, cumulatively for the van was still very light, about 1,900 pounds. So 2,200 pounds for cargo, water, and uh, personnel, anybody who wants to actually climb in the van and drive away with it. So um, 8020 aluminum. And I'm actually thinking about working with a custom fabricator uh, Rust of My Garage and Cardinal Scientific are um, great custom um, CNC water jet manufacturers. And I'm thinking about doing a custom, almost duplicating what a 2 by 4 does, but um, bending uh, aluminum sheet metal into <laughs> a, a rectangle. Paco! Paco! we <laughs> talked a long, long times. It all fired up. Yeah, I'm thinking about making my own bed slat, um, custom for van lifing and ready to accept the footboard because we all like our headboard and footboard to be made out of a nice sturdy wood. So we can ornately stain it and I'm I'm doing the transforming style where it'll slide Mm -hmm. in and out. Um, I want to custom build that for the next build and future builds for weight saving, um, but then also for the aesthetic because a lot of people really prefer a metal bed. Yeah. Uh, over a wood bed yeah mm-hmm. but 80 20 as far as getting into it if you don't have a machine shop at your disposal 80 20 buy off the shelf right you cut it to length you have all the arrangement and assortment of hardware materials and bracketry to make all your 90 degree angles or different um features it's it's about perfect so <laughs> um,
0: secondly i have a question because i'm building uh i'm building a roof rack you know and i was thinking yeah. the difference between eighty twenty uh, as a roof rack or yeah. you know possibly kind of as a roof rack
2: amazing youtube creator just came out with their ram pro master 159 inch high roof and they bought um off of amazon i think it was like a 250 dollar roof rack system which is almost identical to 8020 so it runs longitudinally down the length of the van and it interfaces with the stock cargo uh roof rack bolts on the printer yeah so i i am definitely considering that because i put 12 holes right through the roof with um die core lap sealant and butyl tape to mount our three solar panels on peggy um, but going back through, if anybody were to want to rearrange or add a deck or add another roof vent fan or a, okay. a solar panel, or I want to leave that option up to people to reorient and shift. Yeah. We
1: actually um, came into that trouble when we, had, we redid yeah. our solar panels. We were working with Grape Solar and they gave us basically this whole big upgraded system, which was awesome. Yeah. But it meant that we had to rip out the panels that we had and put and all would, new solar.
0: Panels and they in. were drilled into the roof, so right. said, right. now we pull them off. We have to reseal them, and then we have to drill new panels into the yes. roof. So now you're creating more holes, which means possibility of an of a leak somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it you-
1: just looks messy, and it's mm-hmm. like so. This that's why we want to do the roof rack this time for sure, because then that would give us the ability to make know have the panels and then also have a deck laid out mm-hmm. um yeah. so we might need to look at that rack that he's talking about yeah we did buy yeah. um, these metal kind of like shoe box things that have bolts that hook into those brackets yeah. Yeah. and then you can put like your kindoff or whatever onto those or the
0: 8020 yeah. whatever it is and i want to make it to where things are sh- you can shift them around if you absolutely need to you know what i mean so right. like you put the boards in a specific way but say you know what i don't want it like this lift the panel out pull the boards down drop the panel back down and it's set right back up
2: yes yeah yeah very convertible space i mean the whole interior is meant to be multifunction why shouldn't the roof be multifunction correct yeah
1: are there any what was i thinking moments during building of peggy
2: man that that is a great question um Absolutely cutting into a brand new van at that point, maybe had three or 400 miles on it to cut in the windows and the roof end fan. Uh, you guys are going to experience that soon enough if you haven't already, but it's always dicey to grab your jigsaw with uh, your metal cutting blade and saw into the side of a perfectly good functioning van and make penetrations into the exterior. So that was definitely a big one. Um, Cutting in the drain holes for plumbing, not so much. All water rolls downhill. So that was a bad putting drain holes in for the shower and the sink to get. We did a hundred mount 15 uh, gallon gray tank under underneath. Um, That was a little bit easier on the nerves, but definitely. um, I did a CR Lawrence uh, single pane bonded window in the cargo door. So talking about budget again, a lot of people don't cover this and I tried to. The van tour uh, or the van build video at that point didn't get a lot of hits. And I understand that. I'm, I'm going as kind of a, a small name in, in, in the YouTube, uh, YouTube atmosphere, uh, building a van out. So I wanted to showcase doing windows. Uh, but there are other options in doing the C.R. Lawrence clamp style window that has the two little vent flaps at the bottom. It's a clamp style system. And it's a $750 window. And I was like, come on now, like what else is out there that fits right up to the OEM ProMaster? What can we do here? We can obviously vent by cracking down our windows and putting the louvers in the front doors or do bunk side windows that are a little more easy on the wallet and a roof vent fan or dual rev- roof vent fans to get some cross circulation. So the answer to that was $160 CR Lawrence single pane pre-tinted. Uh, window for the cargo door but it's uh it is ideal to have that if you are buying a van that doesn't have the cargo door window already in it mm-hmm. and that's because the safety of your blind spot when you head check to drive into traffic like yeah. it is absolutely scary and terrifying to pull into traffic with just your two front doors if you have a straight up stealth camper behind you um so 160 dollars in 3m window weld and uh, single Step primer also by 3M and we were into having a beautiful black tinted and very aesthetically pleasing window system for that cargo door under 200 dollars So we actually
1: just made that same choice basically. Also yeah. because the wait times for windows right now were insane. Yes. Um I know that you've kind of been building through the pandemic, so I'm sure you mm-hmm. know some of the pains of that. But you know, we go to order the seven hundred dollar window and it's not gonna get here until like March. You're like, well, there has to be something else. And those two little flappy windows, I'm like, that's not even going to do anything. Why am I paying extra for these little flappers when I have so many other points of ventilation in the van?
0: Um, um, For us, we we did we're doing two, not two fans, but we're doing, you know, a hatch open area as well as a fan in the front. So, you know, you'll be able to get that and two slider windows in the back and the slider windows. So there's plenty of ventilation throughout the van so that single pane you know no no windows on that that side uh uh slider door was was definitely a need for us and like you said just having that awareness of what is there looking out that window you know i noticed the huge difference from the first van that you know we had that window there to now not having it is definitely a a very big difference
2: oh yeah yeah for sure the other thing i i would always prefer Uh, sourcing a van without any back windows in the rear gates just for Mm -hmm. a security purpose. If we're defaulting to having a bed in the rear of the van, that would be the first place that I would be really insecure about. If I were to sleep in that at night was people bashing through that back window right by your head when you're trying to get a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. and people are like, man, we're really in tune with buying, you know, rear glass windows in our van. And I would, you know, opt to say, think. Think twice about that. Some side portal, you know, bunk side doors, a little peephole. You know, they might get an arm in there, and even those, you know, your chest hair or something. But like, you just <laughs> bat them away. Like it, that's all the they can do. They're not crawling in there. So,
1: uh, do you have a favorite or a favorite cabinet hardware to use to ensure that your doors stay shut?
2: I do. I featured it on episode four of the build series, which was uh, "How to Build Your Own Van Cabinetry." I think is what the title was. I found that uh, it's it's named after an old English mother. It's called the Kranich Catch Latch. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, it's I don't know if it's named after an old English mother or not. It Sounds like an old grandma can Cranich. Uh, it's Cranich. It's and their their motto of the brand is we know your (laughs) r what does it say we know your rv better than you do is what their title their motto is and actually it's a plastic it's a polymer catch latch so it's not like the metal um like where the the spring uh springs open and you have the 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 thing going there but it's it's a it's a plastic catch latch it's very If you don't get it dead nuts, perfect. You can sand it into shape and it just, it just goes like this. So yeah. <laughs> that's basically what they do though. But it, it's oh, man, really
1: getting into some trouble. Here. They,
2: they snap tighter than skin on a grape. Let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> so they work great. I use them on all my access panels in the rear, like on a serious note in the trunk area. Uh, we got the hydraulic the plumbing side over here, the electrical bay. I fell in love with them where I wasn't just using them for my overhead swinging cabinet doors, but I used them to hold in just flat pieces of plywood to, to uh, retain them into a vertical surface. So I put those catch latches um, in other places, too, because they're lightweight and they're pretty affordable. and They come in a nice pack of like 12 or 15. So nice. you find yourself having a few extra and they're really strong. Cranich catch latch, the creativity, the, the DIY, the nature of uh, trying to think outside the box and build and create and save money. I'm definitely budget driven. Um, You know, that, I think that should shine through Um, building cabinetry. um, And I hate to say this seven Savage, I saved a lot more money than you did on your van build (laughs) buying premium birch Baltic birch uh, plywood versus a red Oak or, you know, versus a top, upper echelon pine if you're doing a painting grade final uh, finish to do a premium pine there was ways that i was able to really nip down on that budget um and again of savage is an amazing builder all the stuff that he does whether he paint finishes or not could be stain grade in final finish quality he's so meticulous like absolutely beautiful build i'm so glad you guys had him on um huge inspiration for me too you yeah.
0: You are like, here when it comes to budget, he's up here, and Alex and I are down here. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing about quality of uh, buildmanship. Yeah, we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did pretty good, but, um, you know, we, I, I was not a carpenter. I, you know, it was my first time ever building anything. Yeah. You know, so to even come out with what we had and be super functional was a great feeling knowing that we could do it again. And this build is definitely going to be a higher quality than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still trying to do everything on a fair budget. You know, we're trying to do everything, I, I don't know, in I would say probably under the, you know, 15 area, you know, so we'll see how it all works out. Look
1: at
2: Yeah, you know. Hey, we'll that's like seal. Save you a lot of coin right there. Right, the, um, y'all's first van build caught my eye. I was really into just van tours. You know, that's how I think a lot of us get into this is watching van tours right. and starting to. Y'all caught my eye. the 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 stain finish that you chose, whether it wasn't a premium material or not, yeah. dude, it and it looked great. And I know you guys were bittersweet when you sold her.
0: Oh yeah, um,
2: we but she's in better hands now. So, yeah. yeah.
0: She, so all we did
2: was uh, plywood, and we burnt it with map gas, and then we just
0: hit it with a polyurethane, and that was it. It was super wow. simple, very, very cheap. Um, anybody can make a build like that. you know. And, yeah. and like you said, that, that wood grain just really popped, and mm-hmm. it, it made everything come together. And when we first put it in, it was like this, this feeling of, like, what did we just do? Because it didn't look that good when we first put it in. But mm-hmm. when the wall went up and everything was together, it was like, Damn, this came out really nice. You know, we were yeah. proud of it for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Well, my mom thinks that you are very knowledgeable and eloquent. So Ooh. it it's, must be all your rhymes and catchphrases.
2: Is mom in the next bedroom or is, is this no, with Frankie? You're Frankie's house.
1: Screaming about something on yeah, the phone. My mom is Sorry so loud.
2: Sorry, no the Ask her where that. the meatloaf is. Mom!
1: Mom! <gasps> <gasps>
0: i never know what she's doing in there
2: yeah we never know what she's doing back there
1: (laughs) Uh, all right so we only have a few quick minutes left here so what are kind of your big plans and goals for 2021 obviously the new van build is coming but like what are you really looking forward to in the new year
2: uh step one watch more fna van life for sure you guys have been a huge inspiration to me um i'm gonna keep watching and you guys rock Step two, build more vans for sure. Uh, Again, build to sell format. I'm going to custom build with my vision, post them for sale, Mountaineer Van Works, YouTube, keep everybody who's interested up to date on any potential sale. And then uh, step three, ultimately, probably by the end of this year, um, do custom client builds. I think I'm going to move right into that with with the beautiful feedback that we've had, Um, definitely move into custom builds.
1: All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that chat with Mr. Big Logan.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely hilarious. That guy cracked me up every
1: single time. All his litters little southern sayings had me like in stitches like flip the pig over and slap it on its belly (laughs) (laughs) he's too good i feel like he would just be such a fun person to like hang out with and like sit around a campfire and just shoot the shit yeah
0: for sure definitely i I really hope that we do get to meet up with him and hang out because i think it would be a wonderful time
1: yeah so a lot of our earlier um podcasts on this channel were specific about different areas of van building so if you had some Really specific questions. One of our biggest podcasts is actually about electrical systems, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe we should do an updated version of that when yeah, we're definitely. going through our electrical this time. Down. But if you guys had any, you know, podcast questions that you want specifically answered about building or the build process, you know, if we didn't cover it here or with 70 Savage, there's a
0: couple of places you guys could reach us. You could re- reach us on Instagram FNA Van Life. You could DM us there. You can hit us up on email FNA Van Life at gmail.com and as well as on youtube you could always send us a little comment in one of our videos and you know we could always make a podcast and or a video on whatever that subject is
1: yeah because i mean we're here to answer your questions and to hopefully give you guys a lot of tips and advice to make your van life adventure successful and just
0: insight on what it's like to build and insight on what it's like to live van life or to get there at a budget whatever it is there's so many different Things that we know from doing this for the last year. Uh, Maybe we haven't been doing it for 15, but it kind of feels like we have.
1: (laughs) Well, my current insights about building a van is that it is freaking exhausting. My whole body is aching. I'm so tired, but then I can't sleep because I'm thinking about the build. It's just like... We are going nonstop.
0: I can tell you, though, that there is light at the end of the tunnel because we did this once before. And when we got out and we were on the road, it was all worth it. Oh, 100%. I think even like the third day we were out there, we are like, yep, that was worth it. Oh,
1: we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we hope that, you know, we've inspired you guys to get out on the road or, you know, make choices that are just outside of the norm because... You know, I feel like we often just kind of live the way that everyone that we know lives.
0: Yeah, have your own freedom. Have your own mind. You know, get out there and do something you love. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do it just because everybody else is doing it. Doing it do it because you want to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. For our next episode, okay. we can talk about how we met in our story and how we got into video. Yeah, life. I think
0: that's a great idea. Let us know if you're interested, guys. <laughs> and then also let us know what else you're interested in. So the next one we'll do about us. And then... After that, maybe we'll answer one of the questions you guys have.
1: So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, uh, our book is out for sale on Kindle, so be sure to check that out. It's called Van Life, Daydream to Dream Life, How to Quit Your 9-to-5 Job and Live in a Van Down by the River.
0: Mm -hmm. I like it. I just wrote uh, Van Life Down by the River in the search and it was like the third or fourth book i think in there
1: yeah and it's literally only been out for like 12 hours so definitely go check it out we are super excited to be sharing all this knowledge and information with you guys
0: i hope that they don't run out of copies
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we shall see all right paco is freaking out down there so we are gonna head to bed wow Were we tired? Van building is exhausting. Holy (laughs) smokes. But
0: that was still an awesome interview with Logan. We had... Big Logan. I keep calling him Logan, but I know he goes by Big Logan. (laughs) But, you know, we had a wonderful time chatting with him, and we are so grateful that we had that opportunity to be able to talk with him and just... You know, get to pick so many other people's brains about van life, about nomadic living. We hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast for the last year just as much as we've enjoyed making it over the last year and a half. Um, Yeah, just uh, we're so thankful.
1: Yeah, so a huge thank you to all the guests on the show for the year. A huge thank you to everybody who listens every single week. We couldn't do it without you. We're so grateful. And we can't wait to see what the next 12 months bring you know, it's gonna be fun doing our look back at the end of twenty twenty two next on, year. You know, how the year went. So we hope
0: that all you guys stick with us as well and just go through all the growing pains, you know. We <laughs> we know that there has been some. I know that a lot of you out there might say that you don't feel like there's been growing pains, but you know, we grow together. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. So we hope that you'll set some big goals for yourselves in 2022. Maybe one of those goals is getting out on the road and living in a van down by the river. And we couldn't be more excited for you.
0: We hope that you guys enjoy your holidays. Whatever you celebrate, have a wonderful time doing it. For Alex and I, we're going to say Merry Christmas because that's what we celebrate. But we love you all and we're so, we are just so happy that we get to do this for a living and yeah we'll see you in the new year
1: yeah happy new years everybody
0: and have an fna holiday
1: have an fna holiday and an fna new year (laughs) we wish you an fna
0: holiday we wish you an fna holiday we wish you an fna holiday and
1: an fna new year yeah bring it home baby love you guys see you in the next one
0: Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.